It's so good to see you. My name is Daryl, and such a pleasure and a privilege to be here today and to be with you, uh, with, along with my wife Denise, we're the lead pastors here at Elam Christian Centre, and I can see right now that everybody's had holidays because you're all a little bit more uh, browny, different colour on your skin right now, got some sunbathing in. Uh, I'm a good brown there, but not so much up there. I'm pretty white up there, to be honest. Uh, but it's so, so good to have you with us today. Come, everyone, can we please welcome all our guests, all our first-time people again today? A big round of applause. So good. So good. You can eat your crunchy bar in that orange pack. There's a crunchy bar. You can eat it right now if you like. That would be cool. We're here at Elam Christian Centre. We exist to be a centre of hope, to reach, serve, and influence our city, our nation, and our world for God. And we're a church. If you don't know much about Elam, we're a church that will do everything we can to help you to know God, to find your freedom, uh, to discover the purpose of which God has placed in your heart, those gifts in your life and how we can all come together and make a difference. And that's who we are as a church. And we'd love you to join us on this journey as well. Well, we are in uh, part three of our series called Summer Hits. Uh, and today I've got a, got a, a scripture in mind, and we're going to get right into it this morning. But before I do that, I'm going to pray. But, but also, before I even pray right now, uh, I want to let you know, we, we've, our internship program, Elam Leadership College is running an internship program. And I wanted to come up here this morning and give one more opportunity. Uh, we're feeling like, Denise and myself have been praying this week, feeling like maybe there's one more person that is feeling or sensing the call of God on their life, but, but not sure how to take that next first next step. And, and maybe internship is for you. It's a full-time NZQA course, all those kind of things. Uh, but it's an amazing, incredible journey. And, and here's the thing. Maybe you're feeling that children's ministry or under fives is something that's in your heart and you don't know what to do with that. We would love to have a chat to you afterwards and, and maybe have a, have a coffee about, about how you can be involved, how you can grow and develop that gift in your life. Maybe you could cheat with Denise or myself afterwards. That would be so good. But there's one more. If you're one more, if you're feeling a little bit, bit uh, itchy on your seat right now, maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. Do something about it. That's all we would say. Come on, let's pray. Father, Lord Almighty God, Lord, right now, would you come and fill this place again, I go. Lord, we thank you that we can lift our hands and praise and worship to you, O oh God. And Lord, because you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. And, and Father, we know that you are supernatural. You are all-powerful, Lord. And, and Lord, Jesus, you've come for us. Lord God, you want to be where we are. And today, Lord God, right from the outset of, of this time together, Lord, we acknowledge you. Lord, we're desperate for you. Lord, we can't survive without you, Jesus. So today, would you come and speak to us right now? Lord, would you give us eyes to see, ears to hear right now. Lord, that, that one thing, Lord Jesus, that would change everything for us today. So Lord, I pray for many people over this auditorium right now, make this next 20 minutes, oh God, a moment to remember. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, everyone said. Amen. Fantastic. Well, so good to see everybody. Come on, let's get straight into it today. I've got a message that, um, uh, that I was telling our, telling our team this week. I, I, I had a scripture in my heart for the last month, and I got, got to Thursday, and I developed this message, and, and it was one of those weeks, right, where 2 o'clock on Thursday, I felt like this wasn't the message for you today. Uh, so Thursday, it's kind of like it's like the 11.59 kind of change. Uh, and, but, but something is, uh, was just stirring in my heart, and I believe that was for another moment. But here is something for all of us. I know it's going to speak to me as I've prepared the scripture. So uh, Psalm chapter 1, verse 3. Let's check it out on the big screens. It says, that person. Everybody say, that person. That person. 
Turn to the person beside you. Are you that person? You say that. Now, now turn to your second choice, the other one who you didn't go to first, and say, are you that person? That person. Scripture says that person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields fruit in season and whose leaves do not wither. Whatever they do prospers. That person. It's, it's that person. And, and, and right now, we, we talk lots about that person, right? That person's got a nice car. That person sitting at the other end of my row has great shoes. I wish I had that shoes. We, we say things like, oh, that person is a bit naughty. That person is brilliant. I wish I was like that person. That person. We talk lots about that person. And, and I want to show you in Scripture today that there's a that person in Scripture today that I believe can really challenge us and speak to our hearts today. Now, that person is like a tree. So out here, from where I'm standing right now, I'm preaching to a forest. I'm preaching to a bunch of trees. Now, there's some tall trees, there's some short trees. There's trees with big branches. There's trees with little branches. There's some trees that have lots of leaves and some that don't. <laughs> trees. That person. And, and the Bible says that that person is like a tree. Uh, now, now I, I, know, I know that you know as well that we're the same as that. Trees have an incredible root system, right? You can just check around this property afterwards. But, but root systems are amazing because they go deep and give the stability and help the tree to stand firm and stand strong. We had this Fijoa tree at our place, uh, and, and it's been, it must have been there for years, and, and the Fijoas would fall off and they'd roll down the driveway, and we'd collect them at the, and we were clearing the whole uh, part of our driveway with the bush and trees, and, and I cut the Fijoa tree down, and I didn't really want to, because Fijoas are amazing. Uh, and, and so I cut the tree down. It took me literally five minutes with the chainsaw to cut the tree down, uh, but we were wanting to plant grasses, so I had to take the roots and the, everything out. Five minutes to cut it down, three weeks to get the roots out. The roots were everywhere. They were under the driveway, under the fence. I ended up having to replace the fence as well. But the roots were everywhere. And now I can see why the tree stood for as long as it did, because the roots were incredibly deep and hard to get out. Where the tree is planted is important as well. Uh, but as Scripture tells us, by streams of living water, we're going to look at that a bit later. But what does that mean? Well, there's nutrients there. Trees need water to grow. Uh, in and out of season, when there's water, uh, underground there's water, the tree will stand the test of time where it's planted in the right place. A tree produces in season and out of season. What does that mean? It bears fruit. It continues to grow. It doesn't. Here's the key. I, I, I love this about Scripture. And that, but this tree, that person is planted like a tree, doesn't wither in hard times or hard seasons when there's, when there's no water around. So when we go back a couple of verses, this is fascinating too, and you can check this out afterwards uh, in, in, your, in your Bible at home, but there's some attributes that identify what that person uh, is a bit like, what they don't do. Let's go back to verse number one, and verse number one of that scripture says this, that blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, verse 2, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on the word day and night. 
See, this, here's the thing. We all want to be that person. We want to be that, that person. Uh, you have to be planted. If you want to be that person, you have to be planted in the right place. If you want to be that person, you have to be planted in the right place and understand that there's seasons of life like that, uh, where there's great growth seasons and there's tough seasons and there's dry seasons and there's wet seasons. But can I suggest today that every person needs to be planted in the house of God. And right at the start of this year, I I unashamedly am going to talk to you today about being planted in the house of the Lord. Can I, can I say today, so, so, so this morning, that if, this, if it's this church, praise the Lord. If it's somewhere else, another great church is in our city, if you feel connected in the home there, come on, get connected in. The scripture doesn't say that you should be planted in Elam or it shouldn't be planted in the Baptist, even though it's pretty close, you should be, or, or any other church, but you should be planted in the house of God where God has called you and you should be there. Why? Because it's like a tree that is planted by streams of living water and when you connect into that place, you commit into that place, uh, here's what will happen, that in and out of season you won't wither, you'll flourish. So please forgive me today because I do love Elin, and I'm going to sell this church to you. <laughs> but please see my heart also. Yeah. If, if God is calling you to any part of our city or our world or our, our nation, there's a place for you. If it's not here, find a place. There's many great houses of the God around our city and around our nation. The family of God is a place where you'll flourish. The family of God is a a place where you'll produce fruit in and out of seasons. And that person, that person is one that doesn't shrink back. That person is is not one that that will fall over but continues to grow. That person is one who's planted in good good soil. And I'm going to read four scriptures to you right now. And I believe the word of God is living and breathing and active and powerful for for all sorts of things in our lives. It's real and it's applicable for us today. So so here you go. You're going to get four powerful scriptures that uh, that I believe God is is just placing on my heart today. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 to 5. You can check this out afterwards. Uh, for For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each one of you. For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ, though we are many, we form one body and each member belongs to all the others. Here's the thing. Being planted in God's house is not just about me. It's about others. Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10. Let us not become weary of doing good. We've had some pretty good reasons why we should be growing weary and, 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 and wanting to pack things in so quit over the last few years. And this scripture, if, if there's nothing else you hear, if this is for some, of, some people here in this place today. Galatians 6, 19, Let us not become weary of doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Being planted in God's house is about not giving up. Psalm 68, He is the father to the fatherless. He gives justice to the widows, for he is holy. He gives families to the lonely. Wow. (laughs) And releases prisoners from jail. 
singing with joy, but for the rebels there is famine and distress. Being planted in God's house is about connection and family. He gives families to lonely people. Praise the Lord. If you're feeling by yourself today, one of the greatest things that you could do, I believe, is get connected into your local church, into the house of God, into this house, because you will find family. You won't need to be uh, alone anymore. Psalm 92, last one, 12, verse 12 to 15. The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon, planted in the house of the Lord. They will flourish in the courts of our God, and they will still bear fruit in their old age. I love it. I love it. If you're over 40, say amen. amen. If you're over 50, say amen. Amen. If you're over 60, over 70, over 80. Yeah. They will still bear fruit in their old age. There's some older people in this, mature people. <laughs> people with some years on their side. What an encouragement. That being planted in the house of God, it, it, you're going to be flourished. This could be the most blessed years of your life. I believe in these years where you can flourish and you can grow. Don't, don't sit at home or don't, if you're able to, keep involved, keep, keep connected and keep doing as much as you can because you, every senior person in the over 50, 60, whatever it is, you define senior, has a gift. It doesn't leave you. I believe God is saying to you today, look, come on, you will still bear fruit in, in this age. You will stay green and you'll stay fresh proclaiming what God has done in your life. Come on, let's, that's, why don't we right now, can we please put our hands together for all our over 60s, all our retired people right now? So good. I think Oxygen Youth Groups need some youth leaders, so maybe your over 60s could be a part of that. That would be so good. <laughs> See, I love this. Being planted in God's house is about flourishing. It's about growing. It's about bearing fruit, and, and that's great news, right? It's not subject to age or stage or, or nationality. It, it, it's subject to being planted and connected into God's house, what God is doing in our lives. And, and I believe that the Bible teaches us. The Bible teaches us the value of being planted because we value being a spiritual family. Now, now here's the thing. We live in a disconnected world, right? We, we live in a world at times where there's separation and there's isolation and there's, there's fake news and there's social media and all of that kind of stuff. And we live in a world that is far away from solid. But God's word, God's word instructs us, teaches us. It shows us that, that when we are planted, there's a, that he's planted something inside of our lives like a seed with that, that longing to be connected, that longing to, for, of belonging. And because here's the thing, we're, we're not meant to live life alone. See, if there was anyone in history that could have done life alone, that, that could have been Jesus. But he decided not to. He didn't want to. Jesus took his disciples and he, he journeyed with people. He talked to people. He spoke with people. He was, he was with crowds. He was everywhere with, with people. He, he wanted relationship just like you and I do. Now, now, I don't know about you, but 
Over my life, I've made some really great decisions and I've made some really bad decisions. <laughs> really poor decisions and really great decisions, but some of the greatest decisions I've made, I've made at least three great decisions. And the first one of, of those was accepting Jesus Christ as my Lord and Saviour at the age of seven at a joy time kids camp in Spring Creek down the Marlborough Sounds. Thank you. I just thought you were, laughing, you were smiling at the joy time camp. That was pretty cool. It was joy time. It was great. But the second decision, the second greatest decision that I have made in my life was saying yes to Denise uh, when she came and asked me to marry her and she begged me to marry her. She said, take me now, I'm yours. And that was the second greatest decision. Actually, it was around the other way. It was more my, me begging her. First decision was saying yes to Jesus. Second decision was saying, uh, asking Denise to marry me. Third greatest decision that I made that I think, and I, I honestly believe this over my life, third, third greatest decision I ever made was, was connecting into my local church, planting myself in the local church. Where, there were some times in, in churches I've been in where I just like, I don't want to be there. It was tough. There was, you know, those people doing that and there was that people doing that and, and, and it was, just wasn't fun at times and it wasn't, wasn't easy. But I always made the decision where, God, if you've called me here, I'm planted. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to say to God, I'm going to keep my this close sometimes. <laughs> but God, where you plant? Because that's just a season, right? It's just a season. And, and, and here's the thing. I, I, I want to bring that across to you today. And I've got a few things that have been on my mind uh, and that I see in, in, in Scripture right now that I've found has been a result of being planted in God's house. Here we go. Three quick fire things. The first thing that happens as a result of being planted in God's house is it builds your beliefs. It builds your beliefs. See, we, li we live in this world where, where there's so much propaganda and media, and, and I'm, I don't know about you, but I'm kind of over a lot of stuff right now and uh, watching the news and all sorts of things. Yeah, there's images at times, and, and we can be confused about what we believe, especially if I call them like little, if, you, if you've got things in your heart that you're interested in or you like to, you, you, there's so much that you can find online about that. There's someone who will agree with you, there's someone who will totally 100% disagree with you. And then there's some people that don't really care about it in the middle. And, and you, it's so easy for us to go down a rabbit track. And, and I want to encourage you today that, that here the local church is, is a place where we can learn how to believe, how to decipher scripture, how to read scripture, how to pray, how to be connected. Like Aaron Montiera, our men's a small group leader, one of his favorite scriptures is iron sharpens iron. That's a great thing about the local church where we can say, well, what do you think about this? I'm reading this in, the, in scripture. What does it mean? How does it? And in the local church, and especially in small groups, it's a place where we can find and discover and be solid on a foundation of what we believe. Because there's two types of foundations we see in scripture. One is sand. Houses don't go too well on sand. And then there's firm rock and, and, and clay and good soils that you can build a house on. Let's build on this side here. And that starts in the Word of God. It starts in the Word of God. Now, every Sunday, uh, that, and that's what happens here. That's what we endeavor to do. I, I've sold, my, sold myself out to making sure that the, the Word of God, that Jesus Christ is at the center, that we will always teach and preach and, and, and apply the Word of God to our lives. If you don't like the Bible, this is, you're probably not going to like it here. <laughs> Sorry. Because every time that you come to this church where you're going to have a message 
that you can apply, or a teaching, or in your small group, that you're always gonna you're gonna be uh, hearing and building what uh, beliefs from the Word of God from a, a Christian and a Jesus follower point of view. And 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 he, anyone ever been to China? Been seen the Great Wall? I'd love to do that. Anyone seen that wall? No, great. I've seen it on TV. The Great Wall of China is a massive wall, right? Uh, uh, originally, it was over five and a half thousand miles long at 26 feet high. 26 feet, how high is that? 20 meters? 10 meters? No. And it was made from earth that was rammed together as bricks. It's an incredible sight. They say that you can see it from one of the space stations. Amazing. I'd love to go and see it one day, but. But when these bricks were made, the production of the wall moved ahead really, really quickly. Because the wall was built just one brick at a time. See, every time you come to church, every time you go to a small group, every time you read your word of God, every time you pray, every time you, you have a great in-depth discussion with another follower of Jesus Christ, it's like building blocks, building bricks into your life, building a, a good foundation and, and, and coming on, on a, uh, committing to coming on a Sunday. Right here, I'm going to push up. Here we go. It, it's, I, I live for Sundays. You might say, well, that's my job. I have to. Yep. Even if it wasn't, I'd be here every Sunday yeah. or any church. I, I'd commit to Why? Because it builds my faith and I find community and strength. It's like coming every Sunday or every small group. It's like putting another brick on the Great Wall of China. It's like, it's like building a, another great brick on the Great Wall of Seth. It's like building a, a, another block of, of Cherylese, putting another block on her wall, and of, of Pierre, putting another block every time you come, every time you connect, and it's like you're building the greatest wall that's ever existed. See, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing hearing by the word of God. First thing is our beliefs are built. Second thing is this, that happens uh, as a result of being planted in the house of God is it gives you a place to belong. See, I, I don't think there are many today who are searching for us. Uh, I think there are many people, many, many people who are searching for a sense of belonging. See, people can feel that they don't know where you belong and it's a journey of discoveries to keep looking, to don't quit. But there, there may be things that have happened in your natural family or relationships or maybe from a past church or past work or maybe happened at your school that have caused you to feel that you don't belong anywhere. I, I feel for, for those ones who have come from other parts of the world, mainly South Africa at the moment. <laughs> Welcome to all our South Africans, by the way. There's a braai after church um, out there. We can buy a sausage for... 20 rands. <laughs> Was that right? Yeah. Oh, 40 rands. <laughs> but for you ones who, who've, who've travelled from all over the world to make New Zealand this place a home, it's, what a huge thing. What a massive thing. And, and our, our heart is wherever you come from, whether you come from Siberia or Invercargill or wherever... <laughs> whatever country, whatever nationality, that you find a place to call home here. Yeah. That you find a place that you can belong uh, in this family of God because yeah. that's where you find it in God's house. You find connection like one body working together and every Sunday, every Sunday our team uh, on the dream team, as you'll see the black t-shirts, they will welcome you as family every Sunday. 
They'll smile and they will shake your hands two or three times from your car to your seat in here. Why? Because people are important to us. We believe that we're one big family. Do we get it right all the time? No. Is it hard sometimes? Yep. Do we have fun? Yes. Are the sausages great? Amazing. <laughs> you might say, Daryl, I can't... You might say, Daryl, can I believe without belonging? Like, can I believe and but not belong anywhere. And, well, yes, you can. But from what I've seen over the years, that sometimes it doesn't last long. Because it's really hard to believe in, and to not belong in a family. It's, there's just so much out there that comes against us. And, and over time, you just drift. And, and it's hard. So this is what I've found, that there's no, no fruit when we just float around. You just don't produce fruit when you're not planted. Trees grow and bear fruit when they are planted. The Bible says this, that we will flourish when we are planted in God's house because there's a sense of belonging, uh, I believe, in God's house. The result of being planted is that you will find a place to belong. Third and final thing, Van, you could come now, that would be so good as well. Third and final thing is this, is that uh, being planted in God's house, it helps you to become all that God wants you to be. All that God wants. I, I love looking around all over this place. Um, you see, this, there was a young guy in here, Josh. He's about eight foot tall now. And when he first, him and his family first started coming to church, he was about seven, I think, and about three foot tall then. And, 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 and I, I love to see that. We, we didn't even know he played the drums up until like six months ago. And, and it was just like, wow, God. Like just being, being planted into, in the house of God. He, he's discovered a gift in his life and he's, he's out there doing it. And, and after, after church today, after the second services, uh, right across our children's programs and, and oxygen programs, um, Bailey Booth, our children's youth pastor, is, is pulling all our junior leaders and oxygen leaders, just, just young people, you know, from like probably age about nine to 18 or 19 who are in the youth programs. She's got 40 kids coming. There's 40 children, 40 young people going to spend a few hours praying for each other and hearing the word of God again and just how much God loves them and has, has got gifts inside of their lives that he's going to build and, and helping them to discover everything that God has placed in their lives. 40 young people? It's like... I was expecting a few people to swing from the chandeliers right there because that was, that was just um, 40 young people that have, have maybe just given a couple of hours to be, to be challenged and to hear the word of God and, and that God has got a plan and a purpose for their life and, and, but not also just, just talking to them but, but like here's an opportunity to, to learn how to pray for friends at school or anywhere and how to, how to speak or how to share, how to, how to be a, you know, a leader for God and, and this that's just excites me off the off the planet just about because of what God is doing there. Because what God is doing there. Finally, when you're planted, when you're planted in the, in the house of God, wherever that is, but especially here, my goal, my heart, my passion is to see you discover what God has placed in your life. Don't be a spectator. You can go to the rugby and do that. Uh, be someone who discovers what God has placed in your life. Life is for living. And, and there's abundance in living life and flourishing and growing, but you have to be planted. So get planted. 
make this a year where you determine to find that place that God wants you to be planted. If it's here, amazing. We would love that. We'd be so honored. If it's somewhere else in the great churches in our city, we're going to cheer you on. You go for it. You get planted there. You win many, many people for the Lord. But get planted. Get planted by streams of living water that will feed you, that will help you to flourish, that will cause you to grow, that will help you to weather storms when they come. Come on, why don't we close our eyes right now? We're going to close in just a few moments. And I'd just love to pray for everyone here in this place right now. Father God, I thank you for that you love each person. Thank you, Lord God, that you have a plan and you have a purpose, oh God. Lord, and you have a place too, Jesus. So Father, I pray. I pray today, Lord, for that sense of your of your spirit just speaking to hearts and lives, Lord people. Or maybe for those who are just feeling like it's another year. But right now, that people that have been feeling like, I want to be that person. I want to be that person. I want to be that person who's planted. Why? Because that's a place where I know I'm going to grow. That's a place where I know I'm going to flourish. Yeah, and even when it gets hard, I, I know that when I'm planted, that there, that, that's a place where where even though it might get dry, it might get hard, I know that in those seasons that God is with me, I will survive the dry times. I will flourish in the dry times. So Lord, I pray today. Lord, will you speak? Look, look for those ones here too, Lord, that are, are with us today. And, and church hasn't been a great experience. There's been pressure. There's been huge expectation. Lord, for those that are feeling like they don't measure up, Lord God, or, or they're so bad that why would God love me? Father, right now, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're, you're a comforter, that you're a healer, and that you're a restorer. So, Father, for any person in this place where, where their experience of you, Father God, has been seen in that, a church where that hasn't happened, Father, I pray, Lord, would you heal, would you restore, Lord God. Lord, would you renew, Father God. Lord Jesus, I pray, Lord, that, that each of those people will find a place to be planted. Lord, they'll determine right now that the past is gone. There's a new chapter of my book, but I can't keep reading the old chapter. It's time to be planted, and it's time to grow, and it's time to flourish. So, Father, I pray touch hearts, touch lives in Jesus' mighty name. And lastly, just while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, I believe every single person is here has a, a God purpose and a God story waiting to be told. But it does start with, with knowing Jesus as your Lord and Savior, like surrendering our lives to Him. Why? Because He has a plan and He has a purpose. He loves you. He's got a calling on your life right now. And, and I just believe He wants to do something special in your life, right? That 2023 is a day or as a year for you to remember. 
for great things. And maybe like me, you might one day say the greatest decision I ever made was saying yes to Jesus, giving my life to him, surrendering my plans into his hands. So if that's you here today and you want to say, say yes to Jesus, like Jesus, I give you my life today, I, I, I want you to be my Lord. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to pray a real simple prayer. Everyone's eyes are closed, every head is bowed. And it's just me watching around. If that's you, silently in your heart, why don't you pray this prayer after me? Pray this, pray, dear God, today, I give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. I thank you today that you make me brand new. That, Lord, you wash all the old stuff, the, the bad stuff in our life, like our sin, Lord, you wash it away because of what you did for me, Jesus. So today, Jesus, I completely, 100% say yes to you, Jesus. I surrender my plans into your hands. Thank you today that you accept me and you love me as one of your own. In Jesus' name. So every eye is closed. I'm not going to call anyone out, not going to embarrass anybody out. But I'd love to pray for people who just said yes to Jesus right then. And so all we're going to do is I'm going to count to three. And on three, just slip your hand up, just lift your hand up and down. So I can see, I'd love to be able to congratulate you and, and to be able to pray for you right here, right now. If that's you, you said yes to Jesus, you mean it in your heart right now. Lift your hand on three. One, two, three. 